This is Bill McMinn from Makeable Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and daily life, putting the Bible into practical, everyday terms. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn, along with me is Eric Barfell. And one of the things that my grandmother always said to me is, Bill, don't be so heavenly minded. You're of no earthly good. And I, I would think about that. And I believe she was trying to tell me because I'd be telling her about my ideas and what I was up to in church and all these mm-hmm. things. And my grandma, she's a Christian and she went to church her whole life. And she would just say, don't be so heavenly minded. Mm. You're no good on earth here, Bill. And I believe what she was saying is don't get so caught up in all these spiritual things no one can relate to that you're not even, not even helping people here. Because yeah. you're caught up in some other yep. kind of cause that yep. really doesn't really have anything to do with the message of the gospel. And I think in a lot of ways, there was a lot of wisdom to that. In Ephesians 5, uh, 15 through 16, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. And when it says, look how you walk, that literally means the word walk a lot of times using the Bible of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure your lifestyle, be careful. Don't be unwise, but be wise making the best use of time because the days are evil. And one of the ways I've seen that translated in these verses is make the most of every opportunity. Yeah. Make the most of the opportunities that you have to relate to people, to bring the gospel and not get too caught up. And there are times in my life where I look back and I wish that I wasn't so hung up on stuff Mm -hmm. to be honest. Like, when I was a youth pastor part-time in seminary, then I would always be always telling them, you know, well, don't dance. We don't dance because of this and that and this and that and this and that. And came here to Eagleville Bible Church in suit and tie every Sunday. It could be 90 degrees outside, no AC in the building. Now, I'm not taking off my suit jacket. You know, I'm wearing my suit jacket and I'm wearing a tie. We go to the Expo Center years later and, you know, I'm still wearing a tie until finally one day I just look around. And I'm like, dude. The only guy in a tie here is pretty much you, Dave Bissell, maybe one other person. (laughs) That was about it. And I just stopped wearing a tie. I'm like, you know what? It just. Huh. Yeah, no, I've met met a lot of people, not loads, but definitely some who it's all ideas and theory. And I don't even know what another synonymous word would be, but like action. No. Right. Put the rubber to the road. No. Right. They want to just talk about it and all these like what if scenarios and the best thing to do is actually this and what if we, well, yeah that's great but if there's no follow through, right, which is something we've been talking about in youth group, we do, we're doing this like leadership series and that was that was the lesson one, follow through, right. You want to be a good leader, have some follow through. It's not all right. just talk. So you're talking about walk. And so in that in that same youth group lesson, I hit him with the don't just talk the talk. But walk the walk. Right. He's talking about lifestyle. Well, to me, that's action. Right. You want to know what speaks louder than words? Action. Right. So what are you like doing? Everyone has all these like grandiose ideas and, and visions of what they want to see happen and do. And yeah, but what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, when you're hearing more about minor issues than you are about serving God. Where's the follow through? Right. Love, you know, the, the mark of the disciples that you will love each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's the mark of Christianity. Husbands love love your wife like Christ loves the church. Right. To me, that's a practical side of thing. Now, ever since day one, I've always focused on the practical, way more than mm-hmm. the theoretical. From right, day one, right. very applicational. So what? It's tangible. 
Yes, absolutely. So I can't say there was ever a day when I wasn't practical in my application of Christianity where I didn't want to get onto tangents that have just nothing to do with it. Whether it was in the old days where it was Y2K, when you're changing, you know, to the the year 2000 and the world's going to end and just not getting caught up in that. And other Christians were kind of beckoning Mm -hmm. me and urging me on, Pastor Bill, you need to speak about this or churches be out there burning Harry Potter books. I remember that. And, and just thinking, where's the relevance in all this? Like, why is this our focus and not over here? So then I came to start thinking about myself and I'm like, Hey, you know, a lot of Christianity seems about being right. You know, I'm more right than you are. So mm. I got the doctrine and we baptize the right way. We do this the right way. And it's about right. being right. But then I started thinking, yeah, but look at all the stuff Christ's saying. Like you said, the practical side of service and loving people and turning the other cheek and golden rule and all that kind of stuff. There's a, there's a practical element to Christianity that I can't lose sight of. Because I'm chasing a tangent. Sometimes, you know, we can come across as mean because this world already argues about everything. Sometimes I think we just get caught up arguing about things we don't need to argue about. Like when it was in COVID, we really didn't need to argue about masks. Do what you want. Yeah, that, that was right. my take on it. Right. You know, you you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. You don't. I'm not going to say anything. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, don't. And I, I did not get on anyone's case. If, they're, if they wanted to get vaccinated, then get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do with me. And so I always try to keep those things like if it, it's between you and the Lord, it's not between you and me. Right. And that's one thing we got to remind ourselves in Christianity sometimes in the choices. Homeschooling. I never allowed that. Mm-hmm. Or And we, we homeschooled our kids. Uh, we had our kids for a time in Christian school. We've had our kids in public school. That never had anything to do with me and the regular people in the church. I didn't speak about it. I didn't speak mm-hmm. on it. I didn't say, you need to do this. You need to do what I'm doing. I just felt like, no, I'm going to do what I think I need to do. And every parent has the same right to decide what they think is the right thing to do and how to go about things. And we, we live at peace with each other that way because we're not actually trying to manipulate somebody's thinking on an issue that has nothing to do with the Bible. Right. Or furthermore, putting an obstacle between somebody following Christ. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to put up my own preference. If I start putting up my preferences from the pulpit, this is my preference, what I think you should do, because it's what I do, and it's not in the Bible, right. then I'm putting a, potentially a stumbling block between a person and Christ, mm-hmm. and I have no right to do it. Yeah, no, because on the uh, same analogy, you, you drive a wedge in that relationship. Right. So you're talking about you know being loving to one another. Well, you're not loving if you're driving a wedge. Right. And that's the thing with the wedge. As it goes deeper and deeper, the two exactly. you know, logs or whatever right. get further and further apart. Right. What is the relationship in that? And, and you look back on the things people thought about and, and you wonder, what was the point of it all? Now, I'm willing, like on a hill like abortion or right to life, mm-hmm. no, that's a hill I'm, I'm willing to fight on. And, which, is, yeah, somebody, which is also like a sin issue. It's moral, right? It's a moral issue. I believe children in the womb have a right to live. I believe that God is holy and totally mm-hmm. on the side since we're created in his image and he forms us in the womb right. that, you know, he would definitely be in favor of that stand. But when it comes to secondary issues, these are just things I don't need mm-hmm. to be getting caught up in. Yeah. And so I want to be careful. So I've kind of learned, you know, as I've migrated some on the minor things of just, yeah, I mean, I would dance at a wedding. Not like go out and dance. You know why? Cause I'm just not good at it. Right. I'm not a good right. dancer, but if it was my kid's wedding, then, you know, we would, we would go dancing. I'm not as uptight about the music choices people have, like some of those, like wearing a tie to church every Sunday, stuff like that. And 
I think as you get longer in life, you just wish you would have gotten to it sooner. It's like, yeah, why was this ever a big deal? Because mm-hmm. you realize it's not a big deal. Yeah, no, I, I've seen forums and, and Facebook feeds where um, the hill they die on is like having the American flag on the stage or not. Right. That's what you're going to get. Like, right. Dude, you just got fired over that. Was that, I mean, what? Right. Like, read the Bible. It's not like the Americans aren't God's chosen people. Right. You know, it's it, it's right. going to look very different than, you know, our, our skin tone when we get right. there. So, right. <laughs> you know, I, I just, dude, that doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. You or you get caught too far into supporting a presidential candidate one way or the other. Right. It's like, these are not, I don't, I'm not here to represent a presidential candidate. I'm here to represent Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's who, and because, people hang their hat on this kind of stuff. Well, they do. They do. And, and the church gets itself in trouble all over the place. Now, again, if, like Peter said, if you're going to suffer, suffer for doing good. Mm-hmm. Don't suffer for nonsense, you know, suffer for right. doing the right thing. And I believe sometimes in doing the right thing, people are going to still get offended. Mm-hmm. Even though you're hundred percent saying what the Bible taught somebody's, then I say, so be it. But when it comes to all the secondary thing, the minor things, I don't, I don't need to do it. And I also would avoid the over-spiritualization of all things. Like, I don't think that everything, we have to over-spiritualize everything. Mm. Every, like, if you watch football, does there have to be a spiritual reason if you just like football? I like football. I want to listen to the Eagles play. Sometimes I'll follow up with the Browns. I mean, I follow the Browns more before Deshaun Watson. Since then, I'm not really a big fan of it. So mm. I kind of, like, taper down. But do, do I have to have a spiritual reason for doing that? Or, you know, if I go out and look at my blueberries... You know, does there have to be a spiritual reason for planting blueberries or can I plant them because I like the taste of blueberries? And realize that, hey, it's a blessing of God. Right. And, and I always think that stuff. Like, I think God is pleased when I do gardens. I mm-hmm. believe God planted a garden of Eden. I'm super fascinated by that. I love King Uzziah in the Bible, I believe it was. He loved to get his hands in the earth. And he loved to plant things. And I always relate it to that, like, yeah. super well. Yeah. But I don't have to, like, over spiritualize it. I can look at a sunset and appreciate it for being a right. sunset, understanding God gave it to them without, uh-huh. you know, when I was in college, I, I got a longboard, uh, similar to a skateboard and we'd, I would longboard from class to class, all these buildings, whatever. And sometimes on the nice days, me and some buddies would just got there for fun. <laughs> we'd longboard around. Right. And I, I'm just laughing because, um, from time to time, you'd get a pebble on the sidewalk, and it would stop the board in its tracks, and oh. you would just go flying. Right. You'd skin up your knees, your elbows. If you had your backpack on, you know, just it, you'd just be a bloody mess. Right. And there was a day I I was going to class. I had to go across this parking lot, and <laughs> the exact same thing happened to me. Hit this pebble, I go flying. I'm a bloody mess. I'm walking into class late. I'm all banged up. I'm you know. And I remember putting a Facebook post out like, oh, whenever this happens, I'm always like, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Right. Like, I mean, I was like kidding, <laughs> right, but it's right, also right. like, okay, God, like, what, right, what, right. what, what do you want I me do? to do? What right. do you want to say to me? Why would this happen? You know, I, I did it as a joke, of course, but sometimes it's like, you know, I heard this girl, she's like, oh, I think we lost that basketball game. I think God made me lose that basketball game. I'm right. Like, Maybe you just didn't do as good as the other team. Right. I don't know, but ma- right. maybe I, he did. <laughs> I'm not right. Maybe God's not like uh, doesn't have skin in the game one way or the other. Yeah. It's just like he's happy for other because it's not really making any difference eternally. Yeah. Right? Sure. I mean, sure, he's in the details, absolutely. But it's like, uh, oh, is God trying to talk to me? I just, I just walked out the doorway and I accidentally nailed my hip on the on the door frame. It's like, well, maybe you're just like a klutz, actually. Right. <laughs> maybe there's no deeper well, reason. Dude, as a photographer, like I've put up pictures <laughs> this ought to be so good at times man like i'm amazed at 
it's like it was just a picture but no you know they have to like hyper spiritualize yeah. the photo and i'm like well i mean yes it does give glory to god and yes mm-hmm. god did put it here i 100 yes, percent agree the with it do declare the glory i, can, of god. I don't mind yeah. just enjoying it because i believe that god put this world here for us to enjoy Paul said it himself in 1 Timothy 6, 17, and God made all things for our enjoyment, right? So I, I look at the world, things taste good because mm-hmm. they do. And colors are bold and bright and brilliant and beautiful mm-hmm. and because God made it that way, mm-hmm. right? And there, there's things that smell good, like flowers just smell good, mm-hmm. constantly amazed by yeah. this world because God has made it. But he's also made it so that it, there's an enjoyment factor to it. And in Ecclesiastes 3, and I, I love these verses. And verse 12, it says, I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Mm. Uh, translated in other places, be happy and do good. Mm-hmm. Just be happy. There's a certain merit. There's a certain happiness. And I yeah. look at this as one of the theme verses. This is actually a verse that I have on my one one of my biggest Instagram pages mm. as this verse is on there, be happy and do good, because I believe it in kind of, encapsulates life and yeah. it simplifies it right. for me be happy and do good so yeah i can be happy and i can enjoy life it says in uh, ecclesiastes 9 9 enjoy life with the wife you love all the days of this fleeting life hey mm-hmm. you know when you're married enjoy that yeah right for the sake of enjoying right. it because god put it here Certainly. for us to enjoy yeah that, and no, have that companionship you know are you familiar with the bible project the youtube page Anyways, they, they, they're they cartoony, they're right. cartoony. Anyways, on their the Ecclesiastes ones, um, their Ecclesiastes video, they say it's the word hevel, 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 right. meaning it's all meaningless. Right. And that's exactly what the author is saying. He's like, just enjoy it. Do good with right. it. Not, man, it's all. Because you don't know what's going to happen after you. Right. And, right. and your life's going to flee. And what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, you put ego so much done out of envy of your neighbor. What's the point of that? What's the point of endlessly laboring? He, I love right. it because he said, hey, part of the joy in your life should come in the labor you're doing. Mm-hmm. Take satisfaction yeah. in the yeah. toil that you're doing. And in your lot, whatever your lot is in life, try to enjoy it. And so I do. Like on Monday night, uh, Mark came over and took some trees down on Saturday, which I appreciate it. Uh, there's a lot of branches on those trees. And we want to cut them up in logs and have them milled for other projects I need to do around the house. And so it's Monday night, it's sunny, it's warm. And I can't, I love fall color, but I can't chase fall color or go really look at or take any pictures because I'm on my property. But while I was on my property, I'm still enjoying the chainsaw. Right. I'm still enjoying, but I still, but Bill, look around. You still have big, brilliant orange leaf trees on your property. Look at those. And yeah, you're not getting to see a bunch at one time and going miles and miles and seeing tree after tree after tree. Right. But you get to be here seeing these trees. Uh So just enjoy that. And I think that's what Ecclesiastes is getting at. I don't belabor it. Like, I don't go like, oh my goodness, man, my life is so terrible. You know, I've got to go out here and cut up this wood. I look at it like, hey, you're blessed that you can. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing. And this is also a gift from God. Yeah. You know, if you can find, if you can toil and find satisfaction in it, clearly says God's involved in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, there's satisfaction and fulfillment right. in, in productivity as well. Getting oh, I think stuff so. Done. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. having a, having a checklist, you know, I, I think the same about my house. It's like this, it, at times it is very overwhelming to me. I have just zero handyman right. skills. So a lot of it is work, but it's also like, you know what? The house is still a blessing to me. It is not yet a burden to me. Right. In the last year that I've right. had it, it it has not been a burden to me. It has right. been a blessing to me. Right. So yes, I can joyfully still work on these projects and you know, we've got a shop. You gotta spend a lot of money and cost a lot of time and 
all, there's always something to do, right. but my house has been a blessing. I get right. to host groups, you know, our young adult group. I've hosted youth Bible studies there before all in the last years. Right. Like I'm, I couldn't do that in my old house. It was way too small. Right. So, so blessing. Yeah, exactly. And right. and I'm grateful for that. I mean, yeah, is it work? Oh, absolutely. Especially when I don't have the tools or the know-how or the time or the money or I could have a list of, com- I do have a list of complaints for sure. Right. But I, I can also see the, the bright side. My house has been a blessing to me. Right. Well, I think it's a good way to look at life. And again, you like, I look at my property. I see it. Do I see it as a gift from God? Absolutely. Always mm-hmm. have felt that God had intended since the time that was built here. You know what I'm saying? Intended for me to be there. And that's where I'm at. My wife said, if you gave us a billion dollars, she goes, I would not move. I don't want to be anywhere else. I love where I'm at. And so we, we do enjoy yeah. the property. We realize it's a lot of work. But again, if you can take joy even in that, mm-hmm. even it just, it's not like a spiritual duty. It's not a spiritual thing. It's just working. It's a chainsaw. It's yeah. digging for plants. Yet I find great joy in doing it. Yeah. And I find great, I believe God is pleased when I'm organizing mm-hmm. and taking care of things. You know, sometimes I see my family. We're not per se having a prayer meeting. <laughs> hey, right, right. We're, we're getting together. We're talking to each other. We're mm-hmm. enjoying each other's company. And that's cool. Sometimes I get together with friends and yeah. all I do is, Hey, how's your life going? How are your kids doing? And we just talk. And to me, that's life too. It's just all part of this one seamless thing that in under God's eyes is blessed by him for him. I think about mm-hmm. God all the time driving down roads. I think about God all the time. Yeah, on hikes. I think about God. I don't always talk about it. I don't always vocalize it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I'm constantly giving thanks to God that I'm alive. I'm constantly appreciative for anything that I can do constantly. Right. right. Just yeah. God, Good. I'm so thankful, you know, for everything. And and I want to do things. And when he says, be happy and do good, be happy is part of it. Do good is the other part of it. Like I can't live a life and I'm never going to be happy if I'm not doing good. Mm-hmm. Like I got to go do good, good and doing good would be helping somebody. Yeah. It'd be serving God. To me, it's teaching theology or if I can mm-hmm. give somebody a good steer, if they're having a marriage problem or uh, preaching on Sunday mornings is the kind of stuff I do. If I get a mm-hmm. chance to help somebody in some other way, yeah. all of it to me is just doing Right. That's doing right. good. Even our, our trunk or treat recently that we did to me, that's doing good. Mm-hmm. That's doing good. It's talking to your neighbors. It's talking to your school officials. And there's some days to, where it's right. feels like a lot more work than other days. Sure. Is it always fun and dandy and nope. jo- no, heck no. But long-term, like, is it satisfying? Is it fulfilling? Yeah, because this right. is what, uh, for you and I, is this is what God has called us to. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Do I wake up every day and I know I'm just gonna have so much fun in my office? By my- <laughs> no, not necessarily. But right. it's it's plenty satisfying and fulfilling to me personally, right. professionally, spiritually. That like exactly what you're saying. Like we get to influence and impact some people's lives for the kingdom of God, for the right. glory of God. Right. And point people back to uh, the kingdom for sure. That's it. and so it's that satisfaction and long term fulfillment that is more energizing than, oh right. boy, I get to have so much fun today and I get to meet with people who are in distress. Like, right. not exactly my, I've done plenty of other things outside right. of going to work well, that I've well, had no, more fun I mean, doing. Fun to me is hiking. Fun to me is kayaking. I only got to kayak nine times because I was working on the, on the property, but I still take joy out of it. I don't think that, like I read one article and it says all joy has to be eternal. I'm like, why? It doesn't have to be eternal. Sometimes I'm just, just brings me joy to, 
do something and, you know, or a good meal or whatever, you know, brings me a certain amount mm-hmm. of joy, a certain amount of happiness. However, I do want to live in light of eternity. That's why I serve. That's why I do things that are in count for right. more than this right. life. That's why I don't make my life just about me because mm-hmm. what my fear is some people in searching for the happiness, fun, joy, however you want to term it, if they turn that all about them and they say, hey, my happiness is going to be because I get to do what I want to do every day of my life, chances are you're probably not going to be very happy. Right. Happiness right. is when you're unselfish, you're mm-hmm. not getting to do Absolutely. whatever you want to do in mm-hmm. life. And that, to me, is more the way life works. And I think about my life this last year. My goodness, I mean, if I didn't have people, like even Mark coming over and doing trees or Dana helping me with the deck or Teddy helping me with painting, I mean, I'm so overwhelmed with these projects and at key spots, people have just showed up and helped me whether that's several days or several hours, whatever it is, I'm like, man, I so appreciate that so much that they gave me some of their time. And I also want to do that for others too. You know, like Jerry reminded me, she goes, and you do Bill and you do. And when you're sitting there shaking hands, you're talking to people with us, celebrate recovery, you're teaching on Wednesday nights, you're doing a wedding, you're doing, you know, things Mm -hmm. to help people. That's how you help people. And so, and I say, yeah, you know, you're right. But to me, that's what has given life meaning. And that's what's given life joy and purpose. It's just in, in the service of others. Yeah. And there are other times where I realize, yeah, I'm allowed to have an off moment, meaning chill my brain. Yeah. And just sit down. Right. And maybe watch a football game or something for else. Sure. Like I'm not doing heavy duty things. No, I mean, Jesus modeled time. that for us as well. Right. He withdrew right. to the mountainside alone to pray. Just right. time of solitude. It was just him. He wasn't with the crowd. He wasn't with right. his own disciples. He was, no, it was just, just him. What about the day he was making breakfast for his guys after the resurrection and they were back there, returned to the nets and fishing, mm-hmm. and he's just on the beach making them breakfast. Like he had the fire going. I think about how cool that was. Is that when they thought it was just, a ghost? Just make no, no, that was when he's walking on the water. Okay. No, that's I mean, and this is the time I believe, if I remember right, Peter goes running to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's he's so repentant, feels so bad because he had denied Jesus gotcha. Christ and then that whole conversation. But he's on the beach and he's making breakfast for the guys. Just make a breakfast. Get the fire going. You got to get the fire going. You got to do, you know, you got to eat, right? And that's just a, a normal mm-hmm. part of life. But when it's all tied in with God, that's where I see the spirituality. I don't need to over-spiritualize it. It just is what it is. It's just life. It's just yeah. life, this beautiful life that God has given us, and I do appreciate it. And again, be happy and do good is always a verse that helps me to stay in balance. Yeah, be happy. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life with your wife. Right. Enjoy your toil mm-hmm. that you get to do. Enjoy all of it. And I, I try my best to do it. But on the other hand, doing good has got to be in that portfolio. Yeah, you can't just be right. me playing with my grandson every day of my life. Right. Although I'd like to. I would love it if that was life. That's all I did is play with my grandson. I would absolutely love that. But that's not life. I, I get to see him some and, and I enjoy the times I get to be with him. But I also have a thing called work. I have a thing called mm-hmm. responsibilities. And guess what? And that brings fulfillment, too. Right. So every, every bit of it, when you see it right, every, every bit of it really, really is. So as grandma said, just, and I, if it, a shoe fits where it doesn't fit, don't wear it. Don't be so heavenly minded. You're of no earthly good. You guys and gals be all still, have a great and an awesome week. You know, we got a shop. You got to spend a lot of money and cost a lot of time and all, there's always something to do, right. but my house has been a blessing. I get right. to host groups.